0: If you are listening to this podcast, it means you are searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, an intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode i have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as i have been there and i understand your unique intensities sensitivities and challenges welcome how to merge precision and creativity Hi, everybody. It's Diane here with a really cool guest. I have known Sarah Julian for over two years, two and a half years now. And she found me um, because she heard about this podcast and started listening to it and then called me. And we have met every single week since then. And Sarah is an amazing, multi-potentialite, gifted woman in the professional corporate world but who does some of the coolest stuff in her life. So I asked her to be on the show to talk about precision and creativity and how it shows up for her as a gifted woman, as somebody who brings lots of talent to the to the table both professionally and in her personal life and because she's a blast. <laughs> Uh, I always absolutely love talking to Sarah because something magical always happens. So when I asked her to be on the show to talk about this, she said yes, and I'm so happy. So welcome to Someone Gets Me, Sarah.
1: Thank you. I'm very excited and very honored to be here. And I find talking to you a great blast as well. (laughs) That's really cool. So
0: what started this whole conversation, you being on the show, is you telling me from the very first few hours that I've talked to you about your love of fly fishing. And I ask gifted people all the time, well, what do you do for fun? And often there's this pregnant silence because they don't think of it that way or whatever they not, or maybe they're not having fun. And when I asked you, you said, well, I go fly fishing and I think it's beautiful. So would you tell the story a little bit about how did you get interested in fly fishing? Where did all this start? And Give everybody a little bit of that backstory because I think that this is this is something really beautiful for gifted people to hear.
1: Sure. Uh, so I guess in the spirit of being a, a multi-potentialite, this goes back to college, and I started off as an English major because I loved literature. My favorite teacher was my literature teacher. I loved Shakespeare, and I was convinced I wanted to go in that direction until I took a class called probably entomology 101 as a science requirement. I I never felt like I was good at at science. And I fell in love with entomology and changed my major to it and did a complete flip-flop where I was close to straight A's and literature and creativity oriented subjects, to almost straight A's in math and science. And I, I truly don't know how this happened. Uh, and And so I loved entomology. And I really think what I loved about it was was learning all of the different insects and the role they play and organizing them and identifying them. And then that spread into, okay, birds, birds, my major was entomology and applied ecology. So birds were part of it and then the plants and it's understanding all of it and how it works together, which is, it's, it's that concept of connecting all of the dots into an ecosystem, which is one of my favorite words. So Uh, Fast forward about 20 years, um, I think it was in 2015, maybe more than 20 years uh, after that, I went on a ladies adventure getaway with a chef and author. I did two in one year. And they uh, they included sporting clays, bird hunting, fly fishing, and then cooking the birds from the bird hunt. And my favorite part was the the fly fishing. And then I, I live near an Orvis, and they they offer uh, free classes uh, one hundred one, two hundred one, and three hundred one, and fly tying. So they teach you how how to fish, starting with in the parking lot doing practicing of the fundamentals, and then moving toward uh, trips. And then at the time, I traveled a lot for work, and I chose to extend. Business trips and and visit places. I, I I have fished in many places in the U.S. and and then in, in Belize, I did I I, I did that saltwater fishing, and uh, so that's how it has evolved today. And and I, I really love Montana and go there at least once or twice a year, and that's my my favorite. Oh, that's so amazing! I love I love hearing about your
0: Montana trips and all of the experiences you have. And so when you're out in Montana on your trips and there's all these different people around you, what do you notice are similar with you and other people who love fly fishing?
1: Well, <laughs> so being an analytical person, I I'm, I'm picking up on a small trend which I'll save toward the end, but Oh, my gosh, the best conversations uh, and and quirky senses of humor. Uh, so I, I think that this draws a certain kind of person, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, the new trend I'm beginning to see began last year, the first time I went on the S- uh, Smith River trip, and I was with a guide named Bruce, and he also loved cooking. And uh, we were talking about cooking, and, and he's like, what's better pizza or tacos. And, uh, we started talking about pizza and he said, well, I have this great pizza recipe and he started describing it. And I said, Oh, I have a recipe like that too. I just made it from America's test kitchen. And he said, that's what I'm talking about. And, and so now I'm finding a commonality of, um, men who fly fish and like, um America's Test Kitchen, or um, Christopher Kimball's Milk Street, which are kind of related. so these these cooking shows and uh, and the and and those involve the precision of the the techniques. America's Test Kitchen is all about techniques. And then Milk Street is techniques from an international perspective. So I find that fascinating.
0: That's really amazing because when you were telling the story about pizza thing, I'm like, There is precision in being a chef or a pastry person or a baker or whatever. There's so much precision in it. And the really good ones make it look like it's just this amazing flow. But yet there's all this precision and technique behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's really cool there. When you were saying that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there is so much of a similarity. So how do you use precision? And being able to see things like data points and lock things together and understand things, because you have a genius mind for that, and your creativity in your professional world. How, does it, how do they relate your relaxation world that has fly fishing and boxing and other things that have this mixture and your professional world? Is there any overlap or any similarity that you see?
1: Well, the precision and creativity show up in in all three. and and I'm trying to think about if an analytical mind an analytical mindset plays so that those are the three things that that play a part. So starting with my professional world, I, I work in business development, in in a genetic testing company. And so the analytical mind shows up in surveying, I I always call it seeing dots. So I I, I see things as dots and then within the dots make patterns. I find patterns in the dots. And then it could be very literal as well in my work because it involves data. So literally seeing patterns and looking at at data. Um, And so then analytics in fly fishing would be breaking down the mechanics of of technique, uh, it, it's actually very hard to cast. It, it's a it's a beautiful thing to see, and it has taken me well over five years to feel like I'm good at it. And I, I was really excited on this last trip. I I got a very high compliment for my casting, and uh, so. So that's breaking things down. That comes from my dad, chemical engineer. He worked with us in sports, and as we were kids, and he he would break everything down into little pieces. Ah, uh, with your batting stance, make sure your elbow is up, so it helps you not to. It helps you to swing straight, things like that. So that's analytics there, and then analytics and boxing would also be the mechanics of uh, th- throwing your punch in in the. In the right way, and and how the how things how the energy doesn't come from your fist; it comes really kind of up your legs and through your body and out. Um, and then for um, the precision, the analytics leads to being precise in all three, and and then the creativity would be connecting dots. Uh, in, in my in my work, it would be. Um, Finding up areas of opportunity, like sur- surveying uh, industry emails, things online to see trends that are coming and connecting that into, well, we could do this, we could do that, or connecting dots of offerings into something that is ecosystem oriented for a partner. And then creativity in boxing and fly fishing would be what combination dots of techniques do I use to be successful, whether it's with a cast, getting it, getting the fly in the right place for the fish to be interested in it, or the right kind of a, of a punch that, that, that delivers power. uh, and, And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool.
0: I love all of it. And you brought up something kind of the, um, that popped in my mind and that is the whole idea of delayed gratification. The ongoing joke in in the gifted world is one time is a habit. That once we do it once we're expected to be masters and it's a habit already. And you just you just said that it take you're 5 years into fly fishing and you do it regularly and you like to be precise and you're very creative and it's taken a period of time of practice and work and diligence and focus and love for the sport, obviously, to be able to sit back now and say, okay, now I'm I'm relatively good at it. I can do this. And so how have you, give some tips to people about how to enhance their delayed gratification? Because, you know, it's like, oh, I texted you five seconds ago. Why didn't you answer me? Or we need all these things. And you disconnect when you go on your Smith River trips and you've, taken time to focus and learn this really amazing sport and to become good in it. So how have you worked with yourself on delayed gratification?
1: Well I, I think with fly fishing in particular and I, I guess if I started in 2015 and it's 2023, it's been more like eight years, which paints an even bigger picture. I wasn't doing proper math there. And it feels it hasn't doesn't feel like it's been that long. I, I really think It boils down to that need for precision. It's that's why I like it. And the same for boxing, because I started learning boxing back in 2008. So 15 years for that one. That is not easy. And it's beautiful to watch someone uh, uh, throw throw punches at mitts or do uh, do freestyle round on a bag. The the sound is beautiful, uh, the the form is beautiful, in, in both sports. And the reason I like them is that you never get to be perfect at it, <laughs> and. And that's the
0: point you know you get to you get to have a beginner's mind all the time where there's always places to grow and achieve and learn and relearn basics as we get better and all those things
1: yes um and I, I think that's really what it is it's and what I find interesting though is I've purposely avoided golf all my life because I, I believe golf is the same that it's cre- creativity and precision and I, I fear I would be addicted to it. I, I don't, I, I find this very interesting. Um, so it's okay. And, and I also thought, Oh my gosh, golf is so expensive. Well, fly fishing is very expensive uh and, and and maybe i just don't have bandwidth to take anything else on but it really is a, a matter of knowing you're never going to be perfect uh, for, uh, at at it and to see the progress like i i feel so proud of myself and when i go on on, on these trips i'm i'm almost always the only female. It's uh, I'll be with all, all men. I, I went to Belize with, I think it was maybe 20 men and me. And the Smith River trip, both years, uh, a group of six or seven people, and I was the only woman. I enjoy it. It's That's a challenge. Amazing. That's really great. And so and you bring up another thing about
0: the perfection part because a lot of gifted people think they have to do everything perfectly all the time. So it really helps to stay in that growth mindset and always know there's something more or and the flow of it. Like there is beauty in the flow that goes with the power of of either whether it's boxing or fly fishing or any of those things, you know, like there's beauty in that in the organic flow of things, I think anyway. so when it comes to, disconnecting from the world and delaying gratification is the same thing. Being able to say, it's all right not to have it perfectly done by lunchtime. Whatever that means, right? To people or answering right away and being like on that emergency on call all the time. How do you take care of yourself? What do you do to keep your batteries charged and a business and in leisure time that demands a lot out of you. Your your work demands a lot. So what do you do to take care of Sarah?
1: Well, I, I start off by thanking you because you started me on that that journey. I remember maybe my first homework assignment was to take breaks during the day, just five minutes and go out on my deck or just be in my yard and count the shades of green. And I still do this occasionally to to this day. And I, I get, I didn't understand it in the moment. I thought it was kind of odd. Uh, And so that evolved into the um, take, Taking bubble baths at the end of the day to to disconnect, drinking warm tea that that keeps you connected uh, with the the holding the the warmth of the the cup and and how it, it nourishes you and trying different ones and as, as we've talked about there are so many different ones to try uh, and um, and the fishing is something that is that is a way to to disconnect. And and so that hits on two things, getting out in nature and avoiding this the screen time and hearing the, the sounds of nature and seeing the shades of green and uh the, the sunshine on my face. But it also is it's a creative thing. It fills up my cup and when I fly fish, it's really always with people who I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, So that that's a good thing. And then I I work through emotions with boxing, because we can be intense. And uh, so so I, and this doesn't mean that I fight people, this means I go to classes and uh, take it out on the heavy bag. And then I, I do work out once a week with a personal trainer who is a uh, professional um, hall of fame, female, local boxer. And then in, in that setting, it's two things with her. It's both the workout and learning from her. And boy, is she precise. And it, it, she's always find something every time that I need to, to work on. And she's the most joyful person. And she makes me laugh, and she gets me to dance, and that's not something that's one of my fortes, so. (laughs) So she helps you
0: expand your repertoire,
1: if you will. Yes, (laughs) indeed,
0: yes. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. So I think that it's so important to have a variety of self-care things, you know, from nature and creativity and activity and being connected socially to other people. And, and I think that, and I'm hoping that everybody who's listening to you hears this, that there are so many options and the quest, the better question for all of us is what serves us right now, right? Like what it, what's important to us now and how can it serve us with our own unique, quirky, gifted, creative selves? Because we tend to have all these different needs, wants, desires, and energy. And so you mentioned that you can be intense. We all can be intense. And so, oh boy, can we be intense? So when your emotions are running intense, what two things that you do to help yourself manage and re-regulate your system?
1: This is a work in progress, as you know. It's a work in progress for every human being yeah.
0: sucking air. So that's why I want you to share your tips because there's somebody who's listening to us right now who's like, I don't know what to do when my emotions get intense. Well, we try out what other people suggest and see how it works.
1: Well, if it if it falls on a day where I have a boxing class, that absolutely does the trick because I work it out like in the intense workout and hitting the bag, uh, the It's also kind of like a a mix of hitting the bag and uh, high intensity training and interval training. Um, uh, So that does the trick. If that is not something that is available, going for a walk, go outside and walk around the block. And you taught me about pattern interruption. So something that that interrupts the the pattern and something physical is good. And I, I think you've talked before, I think you call it a silly dance, doing yes. that in the house. Uh, So at the end of every boxing workout, I I found it very interesting that uh, Tori does this, uh, she calls it shakedown. So we count, she counts down from five and then she just, she screams shakedown and it's essentially a silly dance and you just shake all the stress out of you. And so maybe I'll start doing that. Breathing can help Um, getting a cup of tea. And th- those would be the the go to's for, for me going outside and in, in the summertime and barefoot in the grass. I've done that before uh, going out, counting the shades of green can help with that as well. And loving on your cats and loving all my cats. Right. Which I have one sitting on my lap right now.
0: So a lot of us have dogs or cats or other pets in our world that we are connected to. And sometimes one of the best ways to help us get re-regulated emotionally is just connect with that unconditional love of the animal in our life, our pet and, and cats and and most dogs are really good at sensing when us humans could use a little extra TLC and they just kind of show up. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's really cool. So I, um, I have a few other questions, but is there something on your mind that you wanted to share that I haven't asked you about?
1: Well, I'm going to go with this intuition thing that we talk about a lot. As you were talking about the ha- having the the social interaction, the I guess the that balance. Before working with you, I didn't really have a balance, and the thing that popped into my head was about learning. Um, I've always thought something was wrong with me because that's all I. Really like to do, and I, I know this is gonna I like I'm getting a little teer, teared up talking about it, so I that I, I, I this is going to resonate. Um, I, I remember when I was in my early 20s on the weekends, I would stay at home and watch cooking shows on public TV, just show after show after show after show after show, and write notes so I could learn how to cook, and that's. If I hadn't met you, my life would probably be more like that. I just learn things. I like reading my iPad and loving to learn and being intense. Those are great things, and I think by having a balance with social and getting outside and and creativity, it makes that the learning even better. And so I thank you for that because you got me to introduce more of balance in my life. Oh, and you're
0: welcome. And, and I, I, when you say that, I get goosebumps because I think it does make everything better when we bring it all together, you know, because that intuition, our visionary, our creative selves, like all of us have a, a unique mixture of all of these things. And I think when we start honoring that and letting it all show up, then something beautiful emerges and that's magical beyond what we can otherwise see. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. So I am, I always like to ask a couple questions that are really fun because um, the show is all about someone gets me so that people can see that we're all just, we're all humans doing our thing, cruising through life. And in our own quirky way, one of my clients once told me that um, she said, let your freak flag fly and tell me what you really think and then she called me a Jedi another time and this was somebody who's um, more st- or used to be more stoic now now it's different so she, she's amazing so anyway um what's the most memorable food you've ever eaten in your life
1: so it was half of a mopane worm in Africa and it has it's the most memorable for two reasons. One, that it was the most unusual thing I ever ate. And two, because um, ha- being an entomologist by training, I know enough about insects that I don't want to eat them. So it's, it's even more gross to me. Uh, I can't believe I did it. I was inspired by my friend's mother, Ms. Mary. And this was in a, a restaurant that was memorable in itself, um, in, in Victoria falls, uh, Zimbabwe, it was called the, the Boma and they served a variety of game meats like war warthog and kudu and things like that crocodile tail. And they also served Mapane worms. Wow. So you only ate half the worm? Yes. I split it with, with my friend's mother. <laughs> and that was, that was all I could do. And, uh, yeah, so it's a cat- caterpillar. I, I looked it up. It's of, of course it's the um, it's a type of moth, emperor moth, and it's a, considered a delicacy in Zimbabwe. Wow, that's cool.
0: Now you're the only person who's ever mentioned food from Zimbabwe in the history of the show that I've asked the question to. So I love <laughs> it. I, I had a feeling you were going to have some really neat experience, and that even went further than I thought. That's really oh. really, really cool. Like I'm like sitting here going. Of course. Of course. It's something even, even more amazing that, than I can think. Um, so then the final question is, that and my favorite question, is if we're going to have a billboard that the whole world was going to see that has your message on it from Sarah to the world, what is on that billboard?
1: It It's something that I'm really working on right now, and, and I'm paraphrasing. I I, I saw something on social media, a meme or something this week. And it was, or I, I saw I saw it somewhere when, when everything is spinning around you. Um, be the one who is still that's what I, I would say. Uh, but that's based on something I had seen on sto- social media that I wrote down immediately and put on my desk. So whenever, when when everything is spinning around you be the person who is still. Right. Be the calm in the
0: center of the her of <coughs> the center of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's absolutely beautiful. So everybody, you've been listening to Sarah Julian, who is a powerhouse in business development. She also fly fishes really, really well. She also boxes and she has an amazing balance that she has created in her life that allows equilibrium and flow with creativity and a beautiful marriage with her sense of justice and precision. So I hope that we've inspired you. I mean, I could talk to Sarah forever um, about these things because of the passion and the integrity that she brings to the table. So give yourself permission to say yes to that inner calling in you, light that fire and start going after it because you too can be really, really excited. So, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show with me and um, having this conversation. We might have to do another one down the road about something else fun that we're working on, our little project that we're doing. Um, And uh, I'm not going to tell you all what it is yet, though, because we want it to be a surprise. Anyway, so thank you so much for being on Someone Gets
1: Me today. And thank you for having me. It was a blast.
0: Yes, it was. And so remember everyone, put your face to the sun. So the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You are here on purpose with a mighty purpose. So go out there and be that calm in the middle of the storm, as Sarah says. And until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone gets me.